Hello, Ruth. Hi, Josephine. How are you? I'm excited. How are you? <laughs> also exci- a little bit nervous. Yeah. Hi, everyone. This is my favourite musical, the podcast. Yeah. That's Ruth. That's Josephine. We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we're recording on today, the dark and young people. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. This is weird, isn't it? Yeah. So we are 64 episodes in. Yep. Um, so we're about 60 episodes away from musicals that I deeply, deeply love. <laughs> we, um, Josephine and I have had lots of conversations in doing this podcast about how, like, Josephine loves musicals, right? I love musicals. But she only really loves, like, a quite a small subset of musicals. Yeah. And when we called the show My Favourite Musical, I don't think we realised that we would so quickly run out of shows that really were our favourite musicals. Yeah. Um, and... I guess the difference is that as we continue to talk about shows, I'm still like, oh, yeah, I really enjoyed this show. And Josephine's always like, I don't know. <laughs> is that what I sound That's like? That's what you sound like. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Yeah, didn't you know, you get recorded. I Did should you not listen. Hear it? Yeah, I should yeah. be. So I came up with, I said to Ruth, like, in order for this to be authentic, we need to talk about my favourite musicals. Yeah. So we're going to have to talk about some that we've already talked about. Yeah. So, so we're going to kind of do like a bit of a bonus series um, yeah. as well as our main episodes and our mixtapes, which are revisiting some of these original shows that we talked about that really were our favourite musicals. Yeah, so musicals that we've already covered here, but that maybe we have need a bit of an update. Like yeah. maybe there's new recordings, there's been new productions, maybe we've done a version of the yeah. show ourselves. Like perhaps in today's episode. That's right. So like, okay, if you want a bit more of Into the Woods, you've come to the right place. That's right. You can listen to the first episode, which was our very our pilot episode. You can listen to Ruth talk about Into the Woods. And interestingly, we recorded that episode like a year before we released it. Yes. So, you know, where we were just sort of like, are we doing this? What are we doing? Yeah. And so that we re- we recorded that episode like three or four years ago. Now. It was so long. It was a long time ago. So it, there's some updates. We need to do some updates. Absolutely. And I get to talk about a musical that I love. That's right. And that was the thing because, of course, back then we were individually talking about a show and so we were covering two shows per episode. Yes. And so we weren't sort of really going into detail on them either and also like we sometimes covered a show that the other person really loves as well yes so this gives us the opportunity for that person to also love on that show it was so nice because you sent me your notes from that first episode and I was reading through and and remembering that back then I just listened to you talk about that musical yeah and like I remember at the time having arguments with you like oh you get to do that one and yeah Oh, like, I really like that one too. Into the Woods is different because it's your actual favourite. But, like, yeah, it's nice. There this was definitely, nice. yeah, there was definitely some that, that we both love. And those are probably the ones we'll sort of. Recover. Yeah, re, you know, touch on to begin with. Yeah. So, Ruth, is this still your favourite musical? I think it is. I think it is. Tell me more about that. I, I think um, it, it does change things a little bit. So, obviously, since we covered this, um. Josephine and I have done a production of Into the Woods, yes. which we've talked about on the podcast quite a bit. It was um, last year in 2022. And uh, I do remember going into it thinking, oh, I know this show really well. Yes, I did too. And I really didn't. No. I really didn't at all. It was so much more complex than I thought. I didn't – It was just so much of it that I hadn't really explored, even though I knew – I felt like I knew that whole cast recording off by heart. You know, I reckon in that episode we said it was like the simple Sondheim. 
Did we? I'm pretty some, not wow. not like word for word, but I'm pretty sure that is what we inferred. I think we said it was quite accessible. Yes, uh, which I As I an do audience still member, somewhat agree with. Somewhat, yes. Yeah, I I do. I and I'm I don't know if I said this in the episode or not, but I've definitely held this feeling for a while, and I still agree with this. It is probably still half an hour too long. Definitely. Um, I feel I, more passionate about that than I did before. Definitely me too. Like I really. I really, as much as I didn't think anything in our production dragged or anything like that, I, I, I really did was like, I wish this was a two-hour, fifteen-minute yeah. show. You know, yeah, um, it's a slog for for a two thousand and twenty-three audience. It's yeah. it's a long show. It is a long show. Yeah. So, in case you, for some reason, have just picked up this podcast and you know nothing about this musical, it this is Into the Woods by Stephen Joshua Sondheim. Yes. Um, what I'm just off the top of my head. It was 1980. Yeah, so it opened. Well, it's out of town tryout. It was in 1986. 86. Um, San Diego, and it opened on Broadway at the Martin Beck Theatre, November 1987. Yes. Um, and only ran for just under two years. Which, yeah. again, when we had that initial conversation, I would have been like, "Oh yeah," but now when I think about yeah. the impact this show has it's, had, yeah, and stuff, it's cultural. That's quite a short run. Absolutely. But yeah. you've got to think about the context of the time. It was the beginning of the blockbuster musical, basically. Yeah. So this is like Phantom Era. This it's is like the Les Mis same era. It was the same Tony Awards Tony as Phantom. Season. So it lost Best Musical to Phantom. That's right. Uh, but it won Best Score, Best Book, and Joanna Gleason as the Baker's Wife won Best Actress. Yeah. 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 So it's an interesting. We're talking about like a, yeah, a very different landscape of musical then. Um, but yeah, like. It's so funny because um, I was meditating on like, I've done the show now. What do I think of it? And I just like you think, wow, I underestimated this show. Yeah. Uh, and just in case, um, you know, people don't know this and don't know us. So um, I directed it and Josephine played the witch yes, when we did it. That is right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like it, the script is so much cleverer and funnier and sadder than I yeah. ever thought it would be. And it, gosh, it's a funny show. There were certain things like I remember as we were blocking it um, and when the witch sings The Witch's Lament and I suddenly realised that all of the men had left the stage, yes. like quite specifically in the stage directions. They're all gone. And it's just women on stage. Yeah. And like I never realised that watching the show. Yes. And to be fair, like I hadn't seen – and I do think this makes a difference. I hadn't seen any sort of particularly formative live productions of Into yeah. the Woods. Yeah. I had obviously um, watched the PBS version yes. to death um, and listened to it a lot. What's interesting about that, because I thought the same thing about this scene, they zoom in on Bernadette Peters' yes, face of in course. that scene. That's the other thing with the pro shot. So you, you don't, don't see no. a lot of those moments. Yeah, and, um, and I'd watched – I'm not really very carefully, but I'd seen that 2010 Regents Park recording as yeah. well. But yeah, certainly like I'd seen it on stage a few times, but not sort of not productions that really left an impact on me, yes. like amateur productions and, yes, and yes. whatever, almost like semi-stage concert ones. And so when we were blocking that, I was like, oh my God, that's so much more powerful than I. It was so much more about mothers, the whole show yes, than I realised. Absolutely. Um, there's obviously like explicit talk about fathers and sons and, and, but it's really like, it's about parent and like generational trauma yes. and like, whoa, it's full on. And I think the other thing that um, since we recorded, you know, I, I didn't realise because even though we released the episode after the COVID pandemic had started, mm. we recorded it quite a long time before. before. Yeah. And um, 
and we talked about this a lot as a as a cast and everything, but essentially it's so much about a community coming together yes. to, you know, for the greater good, yes. for those sorts of things. And that, like, the, the I mean, COVID literally cancelled our first weekend of shows. Like, it was still yes. very pre- – it's, it's still very present now in doing productions. And it's just that thing of, oh, my God, like, the resonance that had oh, yeah. after going through that yeah. was, was really interesting. It was so much more obvious when you're, when you're performing the show how, like, delineated the acts are, yeah. really. Like, yeah. it, like, you're a completely different person in the second act yeah. than you are in the first yeah. act. Um, gosh, it's clever. It, I, we know that Ruth and I both love Sondheim. That's not a surprise, but, like, man, he's a genius. Yeah, and, of course, I mean – the other thing that's changed since we recorded is that sometimes passed away. I yeah. mean, and what's been, I think, also kind of wonderful is seeing all of these um, revivals on Broadway mm. have sprung up um, mm. in after his passing um, that I just, you just didn't think we were going to get so I many know. all at once, you I know? know. And um, it's magic. It so, is. So since our last uh, talking about Into the Woods, the revival has happened. Yeah. Um, did you have a look at your dream cast that you talked about in that first episode? Oh, I didn't. So have a look at who your dream baker's wife was. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Ruth had said in this first episode that she – because we used to do this dream cast yeah, thing. Yeah, we, we used to the first couple episodes, We, we say, we? like, in my dream cast, I would have this person as this role. And Ruth had said Stephanie J. Block. Stephanie J. Block. As Isn't the baker's wife. And I yeah. had completely forgotten that until you said it right Yeah, then. I hadn't reread this. Yeah. And – uh, so I got to see that revival um, on yes. Broadway and I got to see Stephanie J. Block as the baker's wife and she was fucking incredible. Yeah. Like she, it, it, I remember talking to Josephine and our friend Stuart who played the baker afterwards and saying because we used to joke in our production whether the witch was the lead character or the baker yeah. was the lead character. And um, and I, I think in a lot of productions it is one of those two people, right? Yeah. In this production, the baker's wife was the lead. Yes. And, and I actually get See, the See, I feeling, had an argument with our Jodie who played our baker's yeah. wife because she said, oh, you're the lead. And I said, no, I think the baker's wife is the lead. Yeah. And she was like, oh, well, that no, that is not the show that I know. Mm. Well, I think because people think – because the baker's wife obviously gets killed, spoiler alert. So you can't be the lead if you die before well, the I end of the show. Well, I think just or? because she's off stage for quite a bit yeah. of the second act yeah. in the end. Um, but, yeah, I really like the – impact that Stephanie J. Block had in this production was just so strong. It's fascinating to me that between those three characters, I think depending on the production and the actors, you can have a different Any of them. Yeah. Yeah. You really can. Yeah. It's really, it's really quite interesting. But I just like, are you a soothsayer? Because you, you like dreamed this into being. And at the time when we recorded, Stephanie J. Block was not a big name. Well, I mean, she was for Broadway people, but but like. But not like. Oh, we'll, we'll make her the baker's wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that. Well, and considering, of course, because of course she wasn't, she's not on the cast recording. She's no. not, she's not Barellis the baker's the wife. Original. Yes, that's right. Sarah Borellis did it in the Encores production. So we should mention this revival. It was um, Encores, you know, they do these concert versions of shows. It's where the revival of Chicago started and, yeah. and a few other things. So um, they took this, it was so successful, mm. this um, concert version. Because it was version. really limited, you know? Yeah, super limited run and they transferred it to Broadway basically. So Sarah Bareilles played the baker's wife, but Sarah Bareilles is a international recording artist. She can only commit to being in a show for so long. Yeah. And so yeah, Stephanie J. Block replaced her. Yeah. And so yeah, it's not even like she was the person. Yeah. But she's obviously considered Broadway royalty, royalty enough that yes. um, I guess she would have won. She had won her Tony Award for 
the share show when yes. we, when we last recorded this. Yes. Um. So she, you know, she definitely does have like some Broadway clout kind of thing. But oh my god, she's yeah. just so good in this. Like, yeah. She's playing it on the tour right now. I think they, with her husband. Yeah, right? with her husband. I love. That. I didn't get to see her husband. I saw Brian Dussie James. Um, oh damn. Who is I know also sublime incredible. perfection. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny because when I think about, of course, Brian Dussie James is. Is the baker. Yeah. Like, yeah. That that revival cast, honestly, just perfection. Yeah, it was interesting because uh, people kept asking me, you know, oh, my God, did you love it so much? And, like, I did. But I think it was a little hard seeing the show. We talked about this. We did a whole recap episode of, like, just the shows that I saw in New York. I talked yeah. about this a little bit. It's hard seeing a show that you've just done, especially, yes. and that you love you so much. You know so intimately as well. Yeah. And mm. so what I found a little tricky is because it was essentially a staged concert version, there was no um, – there wasn't really much staging, right? Yeah. And so they um, – it was very much just like things like The Witch's Death and the uh, – um, uh, her transformation into the like glamorous young witch yeah. were not, they kind of didn't happen, right? Like yeah. because it was a concert version and you're like, like oh. we, we spent so much effort on those moments. Getting for those you, right. right? Yeah. Um, the magic of those moments and that sort of thing. And yeah. so it was just a little bit like, oh, that's a shame. I would have loved to have seen this in a full production. Yeah, because like uh, I think about how we did it, we were I thought it was so clever, but yeah. like limited resources, you know, all of all of the above. But like, what could Broadway do with mm-hmm. that? You know, like what sort of magic could they come up with? And of course, like you're seeing this incredible cast, yeah. And so it's like, oh, oh, like, was was your cast not incredible? <laughs> My cast was incredible. Yeah. So what's your tone? <laughs> you know, and it's like, <laughs> and it's like. You know, can you imagine that with this like lavish yeah. set and production values yeah. and stuff like that? So. It's interesting because um, we're heading into an era of maximalism, I think, with a lot of set mm. design and costume design. And like I, I'm sort of like desperate to see a fully maximalist production. Yeah. So you and I are going to see another production of Into the Woods soon. Yes, yeah. I'm going like next week, I okay, think. Okay, cool. Um, it's a shame uh, that – That won't be a maximalist no, production. No, that will, that will not be at all. Yeah, because it's But like a, who has the money for that? You yeah, know? Like, who I has forgot the money? we're seeing it so soon. Yeah, so it's like um, very paired – I think it's only – yeah, there's 11, lots of eleven casts. Some or something? of the some of the pairings. Are, did you see that? Yes. Some of them are weird. They're weird. Like there um, must be some changes. Yeah, they'd have to be. And I think it's a band of three. Wow. Um, I don't know what the orchestration is. Definitely. That was piano. pretty much what we had because we had three people pressing the. <laughs> yeah, the the backing. The backing tracks. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're doing. Um, but uh, yeah. So it's I think it's eleven, and we did it with sixteen. Yes. Uh, in our production, and that is. Pretty pared down. So when I say the pairings is like we had, say, Granny was also the stepmother. Yeah. Um, the steward was also Rapunzel's prince. Um, uh, oh, sorry, no. no, Cinderella's father was also Rapunzel's yeah. prince. Things like that. Um, in this production, some of those pairings are odd when I yeah. read it. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they do that. Absolutely. Just knowing the logistics of the show, some of those characters are on stage at the same time. So exactly. I was like, oh, what? How are you going to do that? Yeah. Particularly in some of those Act 2 scenes. Exactly. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, same. We're taking a group of kids from school Oh, down. are you? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'll be very – I'm not going on that excursion, but I'll be oh, very okay. interested to hear how they go. Yeah. Mm. What sort of age? 
Year nine's the youngest. Okay. She's pretty young for yeah. a three-hour musical. Absolutely. So we'll see. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because I, I, um, in our show we had – there was one show I vividly remember where what, our baker's niece was in the front row mm-hmm. and she was very young. And, what, um, like seven or eight? Yeah, I would say seven maybe. Yeah. Um, she was r- like riveted the whole time but yeah. it was like she, she had like visceral reactions. To the, parts of the musical. The best one was um, uh, she literally yelled out at some point. She, go, she goes, and now he's going to sing about it. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, yes. Yeah. That is how a musical works. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that so yeah. much. She literally just said that out loud. <laughs> so good. We had um, – our Cinderella had – she has a gorgeous little girl and um, – there's one stage where like she was sitting in the audience and obviously Cinderella's Prince is a bit of a cad. And so there's a time where Cinderella's Prince is off like macking on with the baker's wife. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, and she's like, you were just kissing my mum. Like this. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. That's um, so good. Yeah. That's so good. Oh, man. Um, hey, did your – I don't want to skip ahead before we talk about gateways. Do you have something else to talk about? Yeah, before? not yeah. really. I mean, I've got all my notes from last time. Well, I don't know. Do the people need to know the plot? Probably not. They can go back and – Go like, listen. Well, it's, it's a bunch of fairy tales mixed together. It really is. Yeah. You know what I found fascinating? Um, how some of our audience who came to see our production because they were friends of us were not familiar with the fairy tales. Oh. Like like it hadn't been part of their sort of culture growing up. Interesting. And we're just like, oh, wow, I didn't, you know, like I didn't like I didn't know those characters or I didn't. And I wonder how, of course, if it's not, if those fairy tales are not part of your culture, it's very yeah. Eurocentric. Yeah. How does this show, it mustn't work. Like yeah. it wouldn't work in a lot of places where yeah. these fairy tales don't really exist. I, um, I found... In my notes, there's this quote from Sondheim that's great. It says, the second act is about the consequences of not only the wishes themselves, but of the methods by which the characters achieve their wishes, which are not always proper and moral. Mm. Mm. We talked a lot about how it was about moral ambiguity. Yeah. I think last time. And And it really is. And it like, it's so, it was so nice to explore a character that is really so grey. Yeah. The witches, um... Because, like, I feel like a lot of the characters are very two-dimensional for, for on purpose. Mm. Like, there's a there's a very strong reason why those characters are yeah. two-dimensional. And then there's these really fleshed out, like, the baker and the baker's wife and the witch. And, like, a few other characters are really um, thoughtful. Um, and it was so cool playing a character who was just, um, just like, trying her best. Yeah. I but mean, also, the, like, didn't give a fuck about others. The witch's line... I'm not good, I'm not nice, I'm just right. Yeah. It's just one of the best it's so good. lines like ever written, isn't it? And like the where that sits in the show too where she's just like fed up. Yeah. It's just like – it's so beautifully constructed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I mentioned last time that – The it, woods? Oh, no. You what? Can, you finish your thing. Oh, I was just going to say that I saw that production off Broadway in 2014. Oh, yeah. It was really pared down. It was ten actors and a piano – and it was interesting, but they weren't like vocally up to it. I didn't think like yeah. it was this. It was like a theatre company that did yeah. it. Um, and this they is were really not good an actors. easy show. No, like you have to be so strong vocally as well. That was a shock to me. I think how yeah. what a big thing. What a big thing. Kind of for everyone. For everyone, yeah. and it's hard. Like it was hard. You knew that rap, like. 
so well. Yes. Yeah. Oh, like I didn't. I was flawless. I didn't miss anything. But yeah. like, what I would say too, it's it was interesting working with backing tracks. We work with the backing tracks. Yeah. Because um, we didn't. We couldn't have. Yeah, so we were doing it in a room. It was only 100 seats, yep. the, the little space we did it in. And it's like a small space. Very small. And we had a cast of 16. And I mean, so it's the same place we did Spelling Bee all those years ago. And that was a cast of nine. Mm. And we did have a band for that. But the thing with Spelling Bee is it's like it's set in a hall the whole time and it doesn't move, right? This, like we had to be changing like – like obviously like we're in the woods, we're at the houses, things like that. There had to be a sense of movement yes. at different points. And there's just no room. There was just no room. No. No and room to have sixteen people on a band. To do to do the show, I think musically properly you need more than sort of three instruments. Agreed. I think. Agreed. Um that um, just wasn't going to happen. And it, and it, it, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like we've got a good friend Isaac, who's a very accomplished musical director, works on Broadway, and I had quite a big argument with him about it. Um, where obviously for him, yeah, music, music is, is yeah. the key, and he's and like, no matter what, um, a live instrument, even if it was just a keyboard, he felt like that was better than these fully orchestrated backing yeah. tracks. And but I like, was like, where are you finding this person? That, and that was, and that was the conversation. You know, like our. We had two musical directors and Alex, one of them who plays piano, a very accomplished pianist, yeah. beautiful, beautiful pianist. And she just felt like, no, sorry, like yeah. it's, I'm not, she said, I'm not up to it. Like, yeah. I don't think we can find someone who can play it. Yeah. The whole thing to the level For that we three, would want. And it's like, it's three hours That's consistent. Right. There's no, there's not really time and there's no, no. music. That is a huge undertaking. Huge, yeah. And, and I just think like. We would have missed things that are in that full yes. orchestration that – now, there are definitely pros and cons, right? Like yeah. one of the pros is that we were rehearsing with those backing tracks right from day dot. Yeah. And so it, we didn't have that sort of transition to being with a live band and, you know, that's the, the variables involved yes. in, in having live players. Like yes. it was – this is what the backing track is. And like luckily we didn't have too many tech stuff-ups really. But oh, um, it meant that – that was what you guys knew. You knew the tempos were going to be the same every yeah. time. Yeah. Can you imagine doing that rap? And what if the tempo was slightly different? Well, what I will say though is that the complication is there is no leeway. Mm. There is no room for error. And with Sondheim, if you are not perfect, word perfect, um, pace perfect – that track is gone yeah. and you are fucked yeah. basically. Like that is incredibly stressful. Like I understand why uh, you're doing a Disney junior show, backing tracks, awesome, go yeah. for it. But like a show like this, yeah. it is not an easy way out to do this with backing no, tracks. No, it like is definitely you, not. You need musicians who are like performers who are yeah. musicians and to be people, able to do that. the people that. who are running our tracks were also musicians. Yeah, you cannot just have like, oh, we'll just get backing tracks in and it'll be yeah. easy for everyone. No, no, no. No. Like, oh, like really no. It would be, it would have been easier with the live musicians there. For the actors, Absolutely. Yeah. But we wouldn't have gotten the sound no. we wanted. No, that's yeah. right. Like, and the the quality of the tracks was just magnificent. Very like, good. Like you get every moment, every, and you're right, like that rap was the same tempo every yep. time. As long as I could count to – like there was a time there where I had to count to like 17 yeah. and come in on the 17 and a half. You know what I mean? Like, And when you're yeah. acting, that's hard. Yeah, absolutely. To also count to 17 and a yeah. half. But um, consistent. I do yeah. like that. And you know the show is going to be the same length every time because yeah. that's the track. And we still, we still had to have like – one of our MDs up the back still like was queuing oh, people yeah. as necessary, you know. Yeah. Um, even though it was the same every time, it, it just meant that 
yeah. you know, you had that to. Well, a lot of the time, Sondheim doesn't really give you much. Or, oh no, or dun, anything. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> Or just like weird, here's five instead of four or whatever it is. Like mm. there's a lot more of that than you realise. When you listen to the show, it sounds quite cohesive, but actually it's a musical nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. Hey, um, so for Gateways, mm. my Gateways now, I have no love for the song No One Is Alone. Anymore? No. It's gone. I do, do not like it. Anymore. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. We weren't doing gateway songs back then, were no, we? No, we weren't. Did you write them down? I was just sort of looking at what would have been my gateways then, what are my gateways now. I think No One Is Alone was a song I would have probably chosen. Yeah, right. And no. Yeah, I would choose Second Midnight over <laughs> No One Is Alone. <laughs> um, mine would still probably be Giants in the Sky. Yes. Which is Remains... Maybe my favourite musical theatre song of all time. Yeah. I just think, I think it's, it's second to finishing the hat for me. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a magnificent song. It's such a magnificent song and – It's also a complete song. Like It, it is. is. Yeah, Ugh. it is. It's – um. oh, that's one thing I learnt while we were doing the show. I guess this is Goodbye, which Jack sings to his cow, is like – Sometimes only like non-rhyming song, like yes. in all of his. Yes. Yeah, isn't that a funny little fact? And it's lovely. Really lovely. Yeah. That was a weirdly fast backing track. Do you remember that? Yeah, that's right. Anyway. Yeah. It's funny. It's lovely. So definitely Giants in the Sky. Yes. I would say maybe I Know Things Now. Oh. Which I also think is a great song. A great song. Um, so mine is so different from that. Are they? Yeah, isn't that? I mean, mine think of how many good songs there are in oh, this show. It's hard to choose, but definitely one of them is No More. I love that song oh, so interesting. much now yeah. after the production. Yeah. And Moments in the Woods. Yes. It's just uh, so Moments clever. in the Woods has always been one of my favourites. And particularly after hearing um, Stephanie J. Block do it. Yeah. Like, what the hell, man? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, a lot of people really like. The fact that um, she belts um, justifies the beans. Yeah, like like um, Elphaba. Yes. Yeah. And it's like a very similar, yeah, to yeah. Elphaba. She was the original Elphaba before Idina Menzel. Yes. Um, yeah. So. It's a very if – you, if you're used to Joanna Gleeson singing that, it's a very different interpretation yeah, vocally. Yeah. Yeah. There's quite a few little um, promo clips of her online that yeah. you can see. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. it's not her on the recording, but – No. Yeah. Ugh. Um, but yeah, I know things now, I think. So that's obviously, it's a little red after she's been, um, uh, eaten, eaten and come out the other side and, and both, I think, I think for me as well, it's like that and Giants in the Sky are the two, like, it's like coming well, of age, right? They say that that, um, uh, yes, it's like her, that. They're like sexual awakenings. They're yeah. Like... And then it's, um, uh, Cinderella doing on the steps of the palace um and uh and moments in the woods yeah. um are all of the like self discovery songs yes. for each of those sort of four characters kind yes. of thing yeah. they get to have their moment of yeah. you know what they've sort of gone through um and yeah it's like but particularly for those two younger characters mm. i think i've always just loved those songs yeah it's also still like in that really optimistic like Opening, it's like in this in the early half of the first yeah. act, so it's still like, oh, yeah, we're not getting too grim yet. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Look, it remains one of my favorites. Absolutely, yeah. 
into the woods. Yeah, it's um, it's a funny one, but I yeah, I still love. It. It's still my favorite show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nice, nice. I'm still looking forward to seeing it in a few weeks. Yeah, you know? me too. Yeah, it's just special. Yeah, it will always be special to me. Yeah, and we got to do it, which it. was yeah, um, very special. Thank you, Sondheim. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming along on this ride. Yeah, I can't might wait do to more do more of these. Of these yeah. If it, if it works. Absolutely. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.